cheer? Can you pass that beer? Baby, baby, you steer. Clear of my ears and the mouthpiece. Not from the southeast, but I'm getting mouthy. Oh, I got an ouchie, so you can doubt me when I say it's not all about me. Earthworm slammed in the bird, y'all chin. Snugly grand in these ugly winds. When the fuck me ends, the fuck me end. Damn it, man, the glass panic again. Stuck on a planet where we got no rings. Saturn, you bastard, you mastered this thing. Welcome to this week on Milk Street. Every hashtag mo- MilkPod. Every Monday, 1 p.m., hashtag MilkPod. Let the uh, intro from Racket Boys run a little long. Last week we cut it a little short. We like that song. Yeah, it's a good one. So welcome to this week on Milk Street. This is our weekly marketing podcast delivered by the Milk Street marketing team based out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the city of brotherly love. Everybody have a good weekend? Yep. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Crazy weekend. Everybody have fun at the 10-year anniversary celebration for Connie's Rick Rack? Somebody didn't make it. I was there earlier the day. I was like all day. Oh. I guess you came later. You pulled in the night shift. I was surprised to see you. Yeah, it was awesome. It was too. It was (laughs) so late. We were long gone by then. Oh yeah. (laughs) Uh, I didn't actually see you guys. I saw two other versions of us. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) Well, it was a long day. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, uh, Connie's Rick Rack is a local music venue in South Philadelphia. And they just celebrated their 10-year anniversary uh, with a big outdoor concert uh, with uh, food trucks and a beer garden sponsored by Flying Fish Brewing Company, uh, which is a... Milk Street Marketing. And Milk Street Marketing, uh, which put together the event, as well as uh, Junto Music, uh, St. Benjamin Brewing Company, uh, another new brewery in Philadelphia. They're popping up like crazy. And also uh, other small local businesses, Creep Records, Crash Bang Boom. Sign Studios. And Sign Studios. So we had a really, really great day. The bands were, as always, tremendous. Uh, the crowd was great. It was hot. It was <laughs> I mean, just setting up tables and chairs at 10.30 in the morning, and I was soaked through my shirt. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. I couldn't stay dry. <laughs> so, But it was worth it. It was a good time. And I got, to re- I got to have a reunion with my band, the Discount Heroes, first time in four years, playing as a full band. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah, very cool. Very so, good weekend. Cool. So today's theme will be marketing tools, online marketing tools, I should say. Um, I'm sure there's plenty of you marketers out there, and even though um, probably non-marketers, people that have um, used online uh, email platforms such as MailChimp or Constant Contact, um, and there's also uh, other companies like Marketo and HubSpot and Hootsuite, so, and they all have different reasons to use them for different marketing channels, whether it's social media or if it's integrated, automated marketing. Uh, and we're going to talk about all those today. Yeah, it can be challenging to um, to navigate all these different platforms. And, um, you know, you got social media tools, but you also have customer relationship tools, landing page builders. Sometimes one platform handles all of them except for this part of it. And so you need to find something else. It's it's tricky, so we're going to go over as many as we can, but one of the reasons this topic came up, uh, for me anyway, is that I, I guess because I start looking at all these different websites, they're just automatically getting pushed into my Facebook feed oh, yeah. as sponsored posts, and my there's a new one every day. I can't even keep track with how many uh, marketing tools there are. Well, I'll tell you, I know that you know, I don't, uh, you know, we're not going to you know, talk about project management tools specifically, but I got teamwork popping up in... My yeah. Facebook feed all the time, probably because I like their page and they're targeting ads to people who like their page. 
Yeah, I think uh, project management goes without saying. I, even some of these marketing uh, platforms do have project management built in. To Salesforce a has a degree of project management built into it. I'm sure the other ones like Marketo or Marketo and HubSpot have it to a degree. I just yeah, not as familiar with with Salesforce. And I think that's what you're you're uh, you're going to run into with a lot of these is that they probably focus on one particular area and then they also do this but when when platforms also do a little bit of this it's usually not worth it it's usually like just not as extensive as you need it to be um right if you have any uh any insight or anything you'd like to chime in with in regards to online marketing platforms and dashboards you can tweet us at milk street 215 or use hashtag milk which is the official hashtag for this week in milk street our weekly marketing podcast every Monday at 1 p.m. Yeah, we would love to hear your experiences with any of these platforms, good or bad or, or anything. Or maybe there's one, like I said, there, for each category, there's there's 60 different versions. So please uh, let us know if we miss any or, or if there's anyone you'd like to talk about. And uh, you can call 888-942-7468 as well. Oh, yeah, we love call-ins. 888-9-GAS-HOUSE, 888-942-7468. And if you're in marketing and you'd like to be a guest on Milk Street, Hashtag MilkPod this week on Milk Street. Uh, let us know. You can reach out to us at info at Milk Street Marketing. And we, we'd love to have some new guests and uh, to share their experiences and things that they've learned that could help other people out there achieve their marketing goals. Yeah. So what's your favorite uh, marketing dashboard, Will? That's a tough question. <laughs> um, I mean, Ryan's a graphic designer, so he doesn't really have to use it too, too much. That's a whole separate uh, right. discussion. Right. Graphic design tools. Uh, I mean... Tool in general, I think MailChimp is probably my favorite. But in terms of marketing dashboards, I don't know. I don't think I have one. Yeah, well, MailChimp's a good one. I mean, MailChimp, get, you know, definitely gets the ball rolling with your with your marketing efforts. And you know, we'll talk about how a lot of these dashboards, these platforms, which people like to call them, um, you know, how they've evolved. And a lot of it has come from the data itself. You know, they started as CRMs. So anybody who doesn't, you know, for those who don't know, CRM is software uh, for customer relationship management. So a lot of companies would use CRMs as essentially a mailing list generator. And sometimes it could be as simple as a Excel spreadsheet. It was real popular. I was probably dating myself a little bit, but ACT. You know, when I was first coming up in the business world, like in the 2000s, ACT was like the, 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 big, big, the big CRM, and then Salesforce really started to blow up. And Salesforce is uh, a good example of a company that started out, uh, you know, as far as their services, started out as a CRM housing data, and then started to uh, roll out other marketing services. Um, because it's it's very efficient, and, and it's a lot easier when you have things integrated and all in one spot. And that's, I think, the difficulty for me in terms of all these different marketing platforms is finding, you know, the one that's going to, you know, give me, give us everything that we need and not all the other superfluous things. Like we're still trying to figure out ourselves and it's just like, you know, can we get it down to one platform? You know, as right now we're using MailChimp, we're using Salesforce, we're using Hootsuite, we're using, you know, a few different other things. You know, we have, we'll talk about landing pages. You know, there's a lot of online tools for landing page development as well. Yeah. Um, so it, that that's tough. It's to, a lot to wrangle in. To, to get it all into one. And then, 
you think um, something like HubSpot or Salesforce, some of these bigger names are really expensive on a monthly basis. Right. Could, it could prove to be difficult for a small business to make that kind of investment as far as, I mean, sometimes it's a couple thousand dollars a month. So, Absolutely. you know, they, they have price tiers like most of these marketing service providers do. But So then you try and like find cheaper alternatives and you get one that's a lot cheaper, but it doesn't do X, Y, and Z. So then you find another one that does X and Y and then another one that does Z. And next thing you know, you're paying just as much as if you had the original one. And you have the headache of having 60 passwords. And yeah, and, and different dashboards. Information here, information there. It, it's tough. But on to counter and there's that. open source. I mean, there's a ton of open source yeah. uh, you know, program, you know, programs that are out there. Um, I mean, I remember when I was at CRW, I mean, they had something called VTiger was their CRM. And, Sounds exciting. You know, it had, you know, I mean, it had a lot of the things you need. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't, you mm-hmm. know, it's a little clunky. Um, you know, and I'd always tried to push them into using it as more something more than a mailing list generator, which I think a lot of companies they fall into. They don't understand like a CRM specifically really should be the repository for all of your client data and communications, so that at any time you can go on and you can look at a, a customer or a contact within that customer and see, get a snapshot of, you know, where you're at with that customer, you know, what, what the communications have been like, when their birthday is, the names of their children, things like that, so that you can use it to be, you know, uh, more effective with your communications with that client and help build the relationship, which, um, so, yeah, you know, but a lot of companies don't have the time or resources to do that. So it becomes just a repository for names and addresses when they want to send out their holiday card once a year, they run the list of names and addresses. It's like if you don't need any, if that's all you're going to do, you might as well just keep an Excel spreadsheet at yeah. that point. So, exactly. especially for the amount of money that some of these things could cost, you've got to really use all aspects of it, and that's difficult, especially with Salesforce. I am very intimidated by Salesforce, and especially when a lot of them have features that overlap. So right. that you could you could subscribe to one software because you need its like core function, and then you subscribe to another one because of that one's core function, and then both of them have like these add-on features that overlap, and you're like, "Well, do I do it over here? Do I do it like?" It's, yeah. yeah, yeah. We find that we you find need, that strong. You almost need like a, a a sitemap or wireframe just to figure out where you keep all your own stuff, like <laughs> yeah. where you keep your ideas, where you keep. Well, that's the project <laughs> management dashboard, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Which we use teamwork, everybody. We love teamwork here at uh, on Milk Street. Yeah. So, cool. Well, we have some music. Uh, that we're going to listen to as well. We have some more bands that played at the Rick Rack 10-year anniversary party. Who we got up first, Dustin? Uh, let's go. Let's start out a little easy. We got some George Engel Brooks. Ah, Caught him nice. on the inside nice. stage uh, on Saturday. Very He's good great. Stuff. New artists on the scene. Check out and take a listen to George Engel Brooks, everybody. Yeah, one song. We'll be right back. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about specific uh, software tools for email, um, alternatives to Salesforce and these CRMs, and uh, landing page builders as well. So one song. We'll be right back. Hashtag Milkpod. Smarter than you Or that your friends Liked me more It's for the first time I'm really alive Now I don't have to see you Anymore But now I can see We were never to be Anything more Than a night at 
the bar We took it too far Way past the breakers Out where the shoreline It's as far as the stars And now I can see Now I can see We were never to be And now I can see A slap in the face Oh, what a disgrace The way it ended You told me you were afraid I'd leave Then you did it to me Without warning But now I can see We were never to be Anything more And a night at the bar We took it too far Way past the breakers Out where the shoreline It's as far as the stars And now I can see Yeah, now I can see We were never to be Now I can see Now I realize You did me a favor Cause I would have never Done what I needed to do And I never Ever, ever Would have figured To get rid of you Now I can see We were never to be Anything more Than a night at the bar We took it too far Way past the breakers Out where the shoreline It's as far as the stars And now I can see And now I can see We were never to be And now I can see Now I can see George Engel Brooks uh, you can find a link to his music, I believe, if you go to hashtag MilkPod on Twitter. Anything that we discuss or play on this show, uh, you can find there. Hashtag MilkPod. Smooth. He's yeah, smooth. Very George nice. George Engelbrooks. Yeah. Nice guy, too. Yeah. I met his father yesterday. He looks just like him. It's funny. Nice. All right. So today's show, we're talking about marketing, online marketing tools for uh, any kind of marketer, really. We're going to cover a couple different subcategories of the topic um i mean places like hubspot and marketo which we mentioned uh inbound now is another these are all overall marketing kind of platforms they will do crm you can build landing pages with them you can do email marketing with them i mean they're kind of all inclusive 
And like we were saying a little bit in the beginning of the show, I find that to be a little bit... Uh, I don't know. When they're all inclusive like that, I feel like they're, there's always more to be desired with some portion of it. Well, uh, I, th- I think that they're, in a lot of cases, they're enterprise level. So, you know, and they're tools that are used by marketers. You know, keep that in mind. Some of these, uh, some of these platforms, the HubSpot, the Marketo, even the Salesforce, when you get into their, um, into their marketing services, they're really tools that are used by professional marketers to help them do their job. It's not meant to, if you're a small business owner, it's not necessarily something that you can do to replace or instead of hiring a marketing, a marketing person. Yeah. Because you still have to understand marketing, you know, to use these tools. Um, and, you know, it's so comprehensive that, it, you know, it will help you, you know, integrate all of your marketing together. Whereas, you know, maybe for some small businesses or before you get to that level, you start to work with, you know, standalone CRM, you know, standalone email marketing. Yeah. Such as MailChimp or Constant Contact. And I those mean, are a little bit more intuitive. A good example of what you just said is like Hootsuite. You know, that a small business owner could use that and it would probably save them a lot of time, but it's not going to tell you what to post or when yeah. to post. It'll just make it easier to do it once you've got the content and once you've got. So, like, it doesn't teach you how to be a marketer per se, it just kind of helps you get through it in less time if you already are a marketer. Mm-hmm. So if we're, look, if we're talking specifically about CRMs, you know, we've mentioned Salesforce a few times. Um, and, you know, they were, I would say that they are pretty much the industry leader when it comes to customer relationship management uh, software. Uh, companies like HubSpot and Marketo, I feel they're like 2A and 2B. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah. t- you know, if nothing else, I mean, you know, you should certainly, if you're a marketer, uh, and this is a little off topic, but the content that these uh, brands produce and distribute uh, is really a great way to educate yourself and keep up to date with best practices in marketing. Just as an aside, so just keep that in mind as you're going throughout your day. Instead of you know clicking on the crazy clickbait, you know there's some other you know really great uh, information that you could uh, you get from these brands. Right. So. Um, but like, well, I was I was going to say like because I mentioned it on last week's show too, and I've been using it a lot, and I uh, I recommend it if you understand Salesforce, but it's a little bit more it's it's a little too much for you. You you don't need that many levels of detail or whatever it is that Salesforce includes, and and the expense of Salesforce. A very affordable alternative that's a little more simplistic is Nimble, and um, again they kind of pulled in not just CRM and managing all the, your contacts, but pulled in a little bit of email marketing. You can send some group emails. But if you're really serious about doing group emails, I would probably do MailChimp and not Nimble. Nimble um, is for that contact management and, and putting notes in about every single customer and putting deals together in a pipeline situation so you know where you stand with each potential customer as well as your existing uh, your existing customers. One really thing that I... That, when I was looking for an alternative to Salesforce, I went through a ton of them. Um, Pipeline was one that I looked at, but I mean, if you just Google alternatives to Salesforce, there's probably 20 of them. The reason that Nimble stuck out to me was its ease of use and also the way that it pulls in social media information. So if you pull up a contact that's like maybe a prospect right on the right sidebar there, it will show you all of their LinkedIn information, their Twitter, their Facebook. It'll tell you, like, show you the latest couple posts. It'll also say, you know, pull in all your emails that you've ever had 
with that person so you can see anything that they're currently talking about on social media or that you and that person have talked about in the past all in one screen and it's really uh really convenient and right. affordable right so there's you know there's a certain level of integration that has a lot of value when it comes to these systems and you know that's where you know you talk about overlap with hootsuite you know when we talk about social media uh, which we'll get a little bit more into in a few you know one of the things i like best about hootsuite is the ability to listen and monitor yeah. Uh, posts, you know, by setting up different feeds based on hashtags or uh, keyword searches and allows you to, you know, have a constant stream of relevant information that's tailored, you know, that you can customize for yourself. So. Yeah. And and Nimble has these project management in it as well a little bit. There's tasks you can do and, and relate them to certain contacts yeah. in your list. But again, Salesforce has that too. It's just not, if you're really managing some projects, you don't want to do it in there. It's just not enough. Um, all right, so you want to move on to uh, email marketing? Um, this kind of gets pulled yeah, into I it mean, a little bit as well. Absolutely, absolutely. So, I guess the two the two main players uh, with email marketing are Mailchimp and Constant Contact. And when it comes to focusing on that specific uh, marketing channel, uh, again, there's there's a ton of other ones out there. Um, but you know, we we use Mailchimp here on Milk Street. Um, it's really easy to work with in terms of having different forms that you could put on your website or landing pages for lead capture. Mm-hmm. And, um, you is know, there a difference in now you work now. Here's one that you do different. Work. What'd you say? Difference in price between the two MailChimp and constant contact. Yes. Uh, they're let me, probably about the they're same. They're pretty similar. They're, they're based on how many subscribers you have. So right. right. It uh, really, that's how a lot of them go to. I mean, even HubSpot and Marketo are like that as well. So what if you have no subscribers and you're just sending out? You could sign up for free. It's usually a free, you know, a free up to like either to 2, it's 2,000 like 2, contacts or... If you want the MailChimp logo at the bottom. That's the other thing, too. Uh, that's a major part of right. it, yeah. So if you don't want that, then you got to pay at least a little bit. Now, you've worked in MailChimp. How do you like working in MailChimp as a designer? Uh, it's super easy, but it takes a little bit of code to make it look a little nicer. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's only like a couple lines, right. that and that's that's one of the things you want to look for too when you're looking at um, email uh, can't you know email marketing platforms or even landing pages is you know what kind of design flexibility does it give to you? So have you worked in any other email programs no. where you've had to deal with the design? Just coding it myself, which is the awfulest thing in the world. Yeah, <laughs> why is that? Because not everybody's email is going to read HTML the same. Right. Yeah, and that's I a good point. Mailchimp lays it out, so it's different for everybody depending on how they're opening it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's it's old school HTML. Yeah, it's like tables so. and yeah stuff. Right. That's a that's a great point. Yeah, because depending on your browser, not even just your browser, whether you're opening it in a browser or in Outlook or Apple Mail. It comes through differently, and it can be a disaster. We actually um, ran into that a little bit when we were doing a Junto Music uh, email, if you remember. It looked beautiful in, like, four out of five places we looked. But on that fifth one, it looked like a fourth grader made that email. I mean, it's you got to be careful with that stuff, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And they give you a lot of great analytics. So that's another thing you want to look for in the, uh, the email marketing uh, programs is you know one obviously price is going to be an issue so you have to look at you know how often are you sending out emails how many contacts do you have you know how is it integrated with your other marketing channels you know three your design flexibilities uh, and then four is your analytics as yeah, well analytics you know? are important I've used both constant contact and MailChimp 
And I think they both do a pretty good job of giving you a lot of analytics, but I think MailChimp displays them in a more in like a clearer fashion, helps you understand them better. Yeah. MailChimp's just Constant more fun. Contact, you got to do a little. It is more fun. <laughs> they high five. It's got a funner brand. Yeah, say, like constant when, contact is kind of stuffy. I actually and high like, five my screen every time I send one out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of nervous when it's like, okay, ready to push the button. Like it, you know, you get it's like, it oh, okay. Let me just read it again one more time. <laughs> so, yeah. Always give it a second and third set of eyes before you know. Just as an aside for email marketing in general, make sure you send yourself a test. And that's I like. I really like that functionality. Not that other ones don't do it, but um, we've just become very familiar and comfortable with Mailchimp mm-hmm. uh, and its process, um, and you know the ability to segment your lists uh, to A/B test. Yeah. Um, so these are all kinds of functionalities. And by A/B test, we mean if you wanted to test two different subject lines. So if you have a, a thousand email subscribers and you're sending out a monthly e-newsletter, you can actually split that in half randomly and send half with subject line A and half with subject line B. Or it could be this email, email A, this segment has uh, one particular image while the other segment has a different image. So you could see which one they're responding to more. And if you do this over time, then you could really start to build some trends and some patterns. Again, now when you start to talk about the analytics, you know, it's important because it's going to help you uh, make better marketing decisions moving forward based on what you're seeing with your particular audience. And so. like and like you mentioned before with the integrations and how important they can be, uh, MailChimp is very good at the integrations. They integrate with Salesforce, Eventbrite, Google, Twitter, Facebook, mm. Shopify. They have a lot of um, automated email options for specifically for e-commerce um, businesses. And yeah, so they do offer pretty good like. Like forgotten cart, yeah, that kind of stuff, and, and that kind of stuff, yeah, yeah. Um, but the, and we they, should do it. We should actually do a podcast on marketing automation. We didn't do one yet on that, did we? Uh, no, we did a maybe a blog post. We talked, I, have a blog I talked about it at a meetup, but I that's right. oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. Uh, but that would, I mean, that could marketing automation in and of itself could you know be a, a full podcast discussion. So. Um, let's see what else do we got here with uh, email marketing. Shh. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I was going to Well, I was going to say what Mailchimp doesn't have, which is a huge part of email marketing, uh, usually is landing page building. Um, a lot of times that's pulled into email marketing because you, you I don't know. It's just they're just going hand in so hand. Campaign centric. Yeah, that usually and there's so a landing, landing page pages, attached. Yeah. But you can't build them in Mailchimp, so that's why there's a hundred landing page builders out there as well yeah we use instapage here on milk street and uh again ryan now this is another platform that you've worked in as a designer and web developer how you like working in instapage it's good but there's a little bit of limitations with design just a little bit there was um we were on a small a lower tier in the pricing so we just bumped it up to a higher tier and it's completely uh able to custom well, HTML. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. We're stepping it up. For. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if maybe in your position, drag and drop type building is perfectly fine for you and, and they do make it easy to do that. I, I mean, I personally put together some pretty effective uh, landing pages for one of our clients, for Rutgers actually. Um, and, I, you know, it was very, very easy. It was very, very easy to do. Yeah, it's, it is fun to, to, to poke around. I mean, as, as a non-designer, I appreciate the drag-and-drop stuff. Right. Well, look, so, we don't always all, as marketers, we don't always have somebody like Ryan or Jacqueline or anybody at our uh, 
fingertips to do some of these things. So you, you gotta know. work with what you got. <laughs> <laughs> Easy, Jacqueline. Ja- hey, it's hashtag milk pod. Okay. <laughs> so if you guys like to drag and drop so much, how come we don't use Wix opposed to WordPress? Because we have you. <laughs> I like it. It doesn't matter personally. though. Just think of it as a drag and drop versus. Yeah, I th- uh, you're, because you're I think you hit the nail on the head when you said you can. It, there's limitations. Well, that's actually a, a topic that we didn't put into this, which is which we should have. Our web page builders uh, oh, yeah, yeah. for marketing, you know, purposes. Wix, um, honestly, I've never, I've never used Wix. Never used it, and I just I feel like it's. And I don't mean to bash on Wix or anything. I just feel like it's more amateur. Like, we are a marketing company, so we should be designing and building these sites as opposed to a landing page is, is temporary, so to speak, and it's quick. and it needs to come up quick, and, and there's not a whole lot to it. Websites, on the other hand, shouldn't really be drag and drop, in my opinion, if you can avoid it. My issue is on, like, I've I've been on website builders like Weebly, and they have, like, something like 75 or 80 templates, maybe more, and they have like 10,000 customers. So you do the math. (laughs) You're not going to be the only one with that template. Right. And I mean, you got to keep in mind that a lot of these tools are put in place for people who don't have the technical expertise to code themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, it's opening up the market for somebody to be able to, if I'm a small business, you know, I can very cost effectively figure out on my own (laughs) <laughs> how to get a, a website up? Yeah, I mean, I think in a relatively short period of time, and you know, and that's I think what happens is it's meant to be a stepping stone, you know, into to get something up. You know, once your business grows to a certain point, if you got the right product and you got the right idea, your business will grow, and then you could start to get more savvy uh, and higher level, you know, marketing uh, activities in place. So. Yeah, so I mean, Instapage is what we use for landing pages. We, it, it works well. I've heard um, I've heard mixed reviews on Unbounce. I've never used it, and I think we did try lead pages before we found Instapage. Right. Uh, but Instapage I'd imagine they're all pretty much needed. the same. I mean, in a lot of cases, it's going to come down to branding and who do, who's a better marketer, and you know who you know. It's just everybody's going to have their own favorite, so not everybody's yeah, I mean, going to like Instapage. I'm going to use Instapage. Some people like Coke. Some people like Pepsi. That's what I know how to use. You know what I mean? Unless, like, lead pages or unbounce comes up with some crazy thing that Instapage can't do. I'm just but see, you know, now now here's where you know you could really start to look at you know, and it's it's good that we led the conversation this way because you think about the data, right? You have customers and prospects that you want to push a new product on or introduce a new service, so you send that you want to send them an email about it. In addition to maybe doing some postcards and posting about it on social media, but you're going to send an email. Out. So you, know, you take that data out of Salesforce, and you maybe you generate a segmented list, or you do it in email. Maybe this, you know, this is why the email marketing has really, you know, become somebody's CRM because the data is already there. But you push that email out to them. The email directs them to a landing page that has the offer, the call to action. It's your lead generator. Now they fill out that page. Now what happens? Well, I wouldn't know who filled out the pages, obviously. So, you know, email alerts, that's pretty standard. But you ultimately want to close loop that marketing. Close loop marketing is something you'll hear about that where, you know, it gets back, you know, the people who filled out that landing page, that information is going to get filtered back into your CRM so that when you're looking at your, say, your prospect list, 
you could start lead scoring and say, hey, this person, they've this is what they've done. They've opened up this many emails. They've visited the landing page this many times. They've clicked through. And you can start to say, hey, this, one, this is a really engaged prospect. This is somebody I want to focus my efforts on because they're obviously engaged with our brand as opposed to somebody who's never responded to anything that you've ever done. Yeah, well, <laughs> so, exactly. And that's, you know, that's really, you know, it's a really good example of how all these different platforms and how your marketing cycle should integrate with each other. So... Maybe we'll take a little music break. Yeah, we'll come, milk pod. we'll come back. Music we'll break. we'll handle the uh, the social media tools like Absolutely. Hootsuite, a couple different ones. If you're not a fan of Hootsuite, um, and also some other things that aren't necessarily platforms and, and software like that, um, right. or or that are necessarily directly geared towards marketers, but marketers can seriously take advantage. And we can't of forget about Google Analytics, of course, of course. Of course. So, uh, John Fay. He, if you're not familiar... Is it John Fay or John Fay and those... Med- does he have his meddling kids with him? I believe this one was before the meddling kids okay. came along or right around the inception of the meddling kids. But John Fay is a legend in the Philadelphia music scene, I would say. He's been in many different bands since the 90s. He's been on tour all over the world. Dylan loves him. So let's, uh, let's take a break. We'll be right back.
John Fay, welcome back to this week on Milk Street. Oh, those guys, those guys rocked at the yeah. event on Saturday. Yeah, they were amazing. Meddling kids. Yeah. John had this uh, this Jack White looking look going to to him a yeah. little bit on Saturday. I liked it. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> cool. So, welcome back to this week on Milk Street. This is our monthly or weekly, I should say, uh, marketing podcast. Uh, and I forgot to mention that today's episode is brought to us by brought to you by Sambar Kitchen. If you haven't tried Sambar Kitchen products, you can find them in your local grocer aisle under a specialty international They're getting department. into quite a few grocery stores, right? Yes, they are. Uh, pretty much in the, in the Philadelphia area, as well as uh, central Pennsylvania, down into Maryland, uh, and I believe uh, some in New Jersey as well. So they're doing a great job. Uh, it's, it's really delicious. It's organic. Uh, in some case, uh, organic or vegetarian. I'm not sure which ones are which, but uh, vegan, vegetarian. I always get confused, <laughs> but I know it's very healthy, and uh, it's all natural ingredients, and it is darn good. Yeah. So check them out on Facebook and SambarKitchen.com. You can buy their products on Amazon uh, as well as in your local grocer. So check them out. All right, so we're talking marketing tools, online marketing tools. And yeah, we got to get through this social media tools yeah, we hope we have enough time we covered crms and we covered uh email marketing tools and landing some of the page major builders. enterprise level yeah uh, platforms but social media is its own uh own monster there hasn't really been a tool that's kind of in- incorporated what you need out of a social media manager there are good ones well. For analytical purposes, there aren't many good ones for posting purposes. Yeah, and I agree. That's where I find the most struggle is with getting them, you know, keeping up with the social networks. Everybody's trying to stay a step ahead of each other. Nobody, the social networks don't want these third parties pushing data to them. They want you to post from the native platform. Yeah, nothing so, so far has been able to beat just a, a post that you go right on the right on the on the social media. Now, now, and I mean, as good marketers, should we even be doing that? I mean, I know that there's consistency. You know, you should have a consistent message and a consistent voice with your social media postings, but does that necessarily mean you should have the same exact post on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook? I was told no. I don't think so either. When I worked at Rutgers. So. I don't believe so. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. You just logistically it's hard between Twitter's character count, whether they change or not, but yeah, regardless. That, I think that's that's a really good point. But I think what I think the target audience of a of a tool like a Hootsuite is like somebody who who runs a business like a bakery or something like that, and they only have 30 minutes at the end of the day to to address social media marketing. I don't think it's meant for a marketing company that has, you know, 10 plus, 20 plus clients or, you know, like a large business that has a marketing department. I think that's the only person, only time I could see it being useful is if you just literally don't have the time to go yeah. through and post on everything. Yeah, I think it's definitely, these are tools for, for small businesses and people that, you know, and it, they're not necessarily meant to be full-on marketing, like for big, huge companies. If you definitely for small businesses. If you look at Facebook posts, there's like a little gray subheading underneath uh, a, a post, usually that says like "posted by Hootsuite" or "posted by WordPress." And 
I always am curious. Uh, maybe this information's out there. Maybe Facebook hides it. I don't know. But I, I am curious if Facebook actually kind of penalizes those kind of posts a little bit because they're not in-house posts, so, so to speak. They come from a third party. I, I wouldn't be. This is why. That's another reason why I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, because it's hard enough to get your posts seen in people's feeds coming from a business standpoint. I mean, that I can't imagine that helps the situation. Right. So that. My experience with Hootsuite um, for the radio station for Gas House, at one point we had different shows on all day and night. And so every time there was a new show starting, I wanted, you know, to tweet about it so people knew it was starting. I think that's one of the one of the bigger uh, value points of these, uh, especially, you know, going back a couple years when they became popular was the ability to schedule your posts. Exactly. So you didn't have to constantly worry about this every day throughout the day so you could take the time to set up your posts. And, um, you know, but now, you know, I at least Facebook will allow you to schedule posts in advance. Twitter does not, I don't believe. I thought they started to. Um, or maybe they did and took that back. I don't know. I Twitter like. likes to announce features like six months before they implement them. Right. <laughs> and just you confuse, forget about them by the time they do it. Just everybody. Right. Yeah. So... Uh, but yeah, I know Facebook allows you to schedule now, which is cool. And I think you know one of the other things you know with the scheduling. I mean, again, why we end up posting back to the native platform is because now, especially with Facebook, since it allows you to schedule, um, is that they don't always render properly. You know, yeah. with the link previews. So coming out of you know, I mean, it kind of gives you the functionality, but Facebook is not cooperating <laughs> with right. Hootsuite in terms of how uh, images from uh, featured uh, images. For, for links for web pages when you post a URL you know you're trying to drive p- traffic to your website a specific page on your website a blog post or a landing page you know you want that post to look nice and engaging and and you know attract people to click on that post and if it's not if it's not pulling in that image it's, it's just causes problems right so it's like all right well what am I using this for and so. and overall speaking about social media I feel like um, part of social media for a business should kind of be to interact with potential customers and clients and things, um, to interact with them. And when you schedule your posts and you're disconnected with that social media platform or whatever, so so if there's engagement and things, you're not really going to be on top of it. You're not you're not engaged. You're automated, and there, there's like we talked about before. There's a blog post about it on Milk Street. Actually, yeah, it's a, automation is a very fine line because you can become uh, really, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but I can tell. No, when, it becomes well, robotic. Can, There's no personality yeah. to it, you know. And I think, I think that people that's can a really tell. Good, I can like, tell when posts are are scheduled, so to speak. And like when I see stuff that looks like it was automated, it's got like that salesy, pushy, markety feel to it. I'm like, I'm not clicking that. I'm not yeah. gonna learn anything from it. I'm not. They just want me to, you know, do something for them. So, I think that I think that's one of the big benefits. Like you can tell when something is just like an organic post. Because the the automated stuff just seems like over edited and like over thought out and like well let's not confuse perfect. the issue of automation in terms of you know like marketing automation and scheduled posts because yeah, obviously yeah, if you're I mean. scheduling a post you could still scheduled posts the, are totally different yeah right two, but, yes but but well, we're not, talking about not two co- weeks out so at for a those time. who don't know like marketing automation when we're talking about it we're talking about you know you go to a um, you visit a website. You know, you're shopping for a Mazda on cars.com. The next day, for the next 48 hours or however long, now you're floating around other pages on the Internet and you're seeing these Mazda ads popping up all over the place. That's called remarketing. So they just they just put a 
one degree of automation into their marketing. So now you click on one of these ads. You go back to it. Now you're back on a landing page. You fill out a form on a landing page. You sign up for an email newsletter. Say you sign up for an email newsletter, and now you're into, say, Salesforce or Marketo or HubSpot. Now you've set up in advance a drip marketing campaign where it's basically condition-based. It's if-then. Okay, we're going to send them an email. We're going to have some sort of call to action. You know, respond back if they don't call in or respond or do something. They get an email on day seven. And if they don't do anything, they get another email on day 13. And if they don't do anything, they get another. And you can set all this up. You can uh, orchestrate this whole, uh, you know, path. And But at any time, if they do respond, now they go now down a, a different path. Now, now they go down a different path. Yeah. So, you know, and how they're treated at that, you know, if... If then that, if this then that, ITTT is another platform that allows you to do some of this stuff as well. Yeah, ifttt.com. Um, yeah, that works because they're at a very different stage of the sales process. Like they've given you your email, they've already. But I, I don't like it. I mean, I, I mean, that's the kind of automation where I feel like has no personality. Just because I went to a website and now all of a sudden I'm getting these like randomly generated, you know, like I don't. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, so you have to be very careful with this with the uh, social media platforms, as far as management's concerned. In, in my opinion, there's I think there's two sides of why you would use that. Number one is is scheduling is so you can put your whole campaign out uh, beforehand and like kind of wipe your hands and you're done, which is not a good move. But in certain situations, I could see how that helps. The other side of it is the analytics, and I think that's where you got to look at when you're looking. Uh, if, if you're deciding on what platform to use as far as managing multiple social media accounts. Right. And think about, you know, which, uh, you know, where your audience lives on social media, because some of these, uh, you know, you, there's not every, not every social media channel is represented on some of these tools. Mm-hmm. So like Hootsuite for the longest time didn't, you know, Instagram wasn't an option. Yeah. Oh, and there's another great example of why some of these things just aren't logistically, you know, efficient. You know, it's like what, you can start the post in Hootsuite, and then it'll send you a reminder to your phone so that you have to finish the post from your phone. So they're kind of like crowbarring in Instagram. It's like, well, if i got to go to my phone and do it anyway. Yeah, what's the point? Why do I don't? Do because the phone's on my laptop, or the picture that I want to post is on my laptop instead of my phone. I'm not going to email the photo to myself or... You know, maybe I have it synced up. Like right now, my iCloud storage is full, so nothing's transferring over. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so, so I... I I don't know. I'm looking at a couple. We've mentioned Hootsuite a couple times, but there are other ones. Uh, Buffer is one, mm-hmm. and Sprout, Sprout is another one. And Very popular. Again, it's schedule, publish, analyze right on the front page of Sprout. So that's uh, that's what these platforms kind of come down to. And the pricing, I'm pretty sure the pricing is very similar to each other. Uh, Hootsuite's pretty cost effective, especially if you're one user. Um, you know, and it's it's it's. I think it's only like ten bucks a month. Something yeah. like that. So, but obviously, the more you know, you get what you pay for with these things too. So, you know, do your homework, go through. We're going to be publishing a blog post this week with some uh, information and some recommendations and some uh, pros and cons lists on some of these different, uh, all these different marketing platforms. So, yeah, keep an eye out for that this week at MilkStreetMarketing.com. Very nice. You're listening to this week on Milk Street, our weekly marketing podcast. This week's topic has been online marketing tools and dashboards Uh, if you uh, want to continue the conversation after the podcast which we're going to be wrapping up in a minute always use hashtag milk pod 
or tag us on Twitter at Milk Street, spelled out, to Milk Street 215. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, I guess we're going to close it out with... Well, we actually didn't mention... Uh, we were going to say analytics. There's a couple different oh, yeah. other things that... We'll uh, get back to that. Yeah. Yeah, there's just a few things that aren't mentioned and aren't necessarily like software platforms for management, but still very useful for marketers, like Google Analytics, obviously. I mean, that's useful in a lot of different ways, but it's it's a necessary tool for marketers. You have to analyze what's going on so you know the next move to make. You, on your website. On your website. Yeah, you have right. to be able to analyze you know, how people are interacting with your website. How are they getting there? Right, exactly. What's their What's their entry point? How are they spending their time there? How long are they on your website? Um, and you know the things that you can do uh, with Google Analytics is tremendous, um, and how you can tie that in and again integrate that with your other uh, your other marketing channels. You um, you quickly mentioned uh, if this then that ifttt dot com that where is where you can link your Twitter and your Facebook and but you should take a look at it even just from a personal standpoint because there are some crazy things that you can do. Basically, if this happens, then that happens, and they have hundreds of channels to connect even um hardware pieces like there's these new i think it's like i forget who makes it but um let's say an outlet you you plug this little wi-fi piece into an outlet and then you plug your light or uh your fan or whatever you have plugged into your bedroom and you can set it so that you know if it's raining turn this light on at certain times turn this fan on you, you can make it do anything you can even there's even light bulbs attached where you can say if the eagles score a touchdown then make the room green like there's all kinds of things you can do with if this then that it's crazy and, and just i mean that's from like a personal mind boggling <laughs> yeah it's a little scary how uh connected that website can be so just check it out ifttt.com and uh and then meet up that, oh, yeah, that's one meetup. we kind of forget about. You don't really think about it from a marketing standpoint, but it is. We've found it to be a very powerful tool. Yeah, if you ever want to get yourself out from behind the screen and uh, get face to face with somebody and live in the real physical world, uh, Meetup is a great, great platform for uh, not just business but all special interests. I mean, if you are a yoga enthusiast or you love oh, painting, I mean, there's a Meetup group for there. everything. So we've had a lot of success uh, for our own uh, marketing efforts as well as for some of our clients uh, putting uh, and developing uh, meetup groups uh, that would um, have events with uh, thought leadership events. Sometimes just more fun, happy hour networking style events, but a way to kind of get yourself out there and establish yourself as a expert and as a thought leader in your industry or in your uh, field of uh, business and bring people together it's it's a really really great platform so you should check out meetup and uh we have our own we have uh market share yep which is uh, also uh kind of overlaps with our co-working business and, and interests that we have we're big fans of co-working so market share is a co-working brand that we developed and we started to uh also um, produce events under that name so if you're in the Philadelphia area and you like co-working, we do actually co-work every Tuesday at Connie's Rick Rack, believe it or not, mm-hmm. 1132 South 9th Street in the Italian market. We'll be there tomorrow. We'll be there tomorrow from 10 to 6. Free coffee, free Wi-Fi. All right. Cool. Hashtag milk pod. Very nice. Nice little wrap up there. I like that. Cool. All right. Awesome. Well, who are we going out with? Let's go out with uh, a little bit on the heavier end, Endless Tail. Ooh, these guys rock. Awesome, guys. Very cool kind of... Uh, sound that they have definitely on the heavier end of of what we've played on the podcast of recent did they play friday night and saturday yeah 
Wow. Yeah, they love the Rick Crack. <laughs> Good guys. Yeah, they're great. All right, Endless Tale. It's called Snarl in the Hive. We'll be back next Monday, right? You got it. Hashtag MilkPod all week long. Let us know what you want to talk about. <laughs>